We'll see what the Lord brings out. And the Bible is so good. Amen? So I'm so glad that we have the Word of God, the Bible. Otherwise, we wouldn't know anything about God. We would have philosophies about God, but nothing firm. And the Bible is true. Hallelujah. In every way. I'm going to read, and uh, my theme this morning is Noah's Ark Traces to the Cross. Noah's Ark Traces to the Cross. And I'm going to read from Genesis chapter 6, the verses 13 to 16. Then God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence because of them. And behold, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Make yourself an ark of gopher wood, and sh you shall make the ark with rooms, and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. This is how you shall make it. The length of the ark, 300 cubits, its breadth, 50 cubits, and its height, 30 cubits. You shall make a window for the ark and finish it to a cubit from the top and set the door of the ark in the side of it. You shall make it with lower, second, and third decks. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word, Lord, and I am in awe before your word. Your word always came to pass, and your word will come to pass about the things which are still open to fulfill. Lord, I thank you, and I pray, Lord, this morning that your word might penetrate our heart. I pray, give grace to speak your word, give grace to listen to your word, and also give grace to act upon your wonderful word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. So praise the Lord, it has rained. And that's wonderful. We were praying for it. And it's so great, I must uh, say, how the Lord protects his children. I mentioned that in our prayer meeting on Friday. My son and his dear wife, they planned to make holiday in Malakuta. Have you heard about this name lately? This place, Malakuta. And somehow, they didn't feel right. They went somewhere else. And so, and I must say, it was a provision from the Lord. It's so important when the Lord prompts you in anything, listen to it. And in this case, it is a wonderful, wonderful protection for my son and his dear wife. Now this morning, I want to preach about Noah's Ark, our traces to the cross. What has this to do with the cross of Jesus? And you will, will be interested what we find in the Word of God. Now the theme of the Bible is twofold. There's a theme, the word of sin, condemnation, and judgment. And then there's a theme 
of forgiveness and of health and of salvation. Now, if you only think the Bible is a book of stories, no, it's not. There are many people say, well, I reject the Bible. The Bible is so old. Now, just one thing. Does truth diminish through, ge- through years? No. And even if it's 10,000 years along, it's the same truth. And that's what the Bible is. The Bible is the same truth and never changes. Hallelujah. And there's no need that the Bible needs to be changed because we need the original truth and the original truth is in the word of God. Now here we see something and our dear brother Colm said it already that God had decided because of the violence of the earth of human beings that God will, will bring a judgment upon it. Now we see here this judgment came. Now we see more. The word of God is true. It only is the word spoken by God. And God, what he said, it comes to pass. Nothing, nothing will come to pass, we say. That might be an error, but God never ever erred, and He is always the same. We see in Noah's ark there was something wonderful, and God said, Noah, you should put or build this ark. And they mentioned everything, and very interesting a German scientist, Christian um, brother, he works together, together with the a um, Christian um, believers in creation, and he calculated, he is a, a scientist, especially in ship bow building. And he calculated, his name is Werner Gitt, he calculated according to the dimensions of the ark. That the ark was actually built in its dimension that the ark would be ocean-going. And that's interesting. Now God knew exactly everything, what it needs to be, that a box, that dimensions and full with animals and the contents of the people who were, of the uh, they were in there, were mainly only eight people. And how many thousands of animals? Can you imagine that? And that was the truth. And we say here that Noah built everything. I could imagine and see in my spirit when Noah was hammering away and built this ark. That people came and were a little bit curious and said, Noah, what are you building here? What is this big box for? And people might have laughed, but Noah said very clearly, this will be the only escape. There's a big flood coming worldwide. And God has decided judgment upon this world. 
Now we know exactly that also the time we are living in now. And if we compare it with the time it was then in Noah's time, our time is judged, ripe for judgment. It's ripe for judgment. It's very interesting. Now, what was the, actually the untimely message of the ark? There will be a flood. And I could imagine some people say, well, scientists prove it is scientifically all actually impossible that there will be a flood. But Noah said, God said there will be a flood. And they might have loved. I tell you what, when God says something, whether it makes sense to us or not, doesn't matter because it will come and it came to pass. Then God said to Noah in verse 13, then God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. For the earth is filled with violence because of them. And behold, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Now they might have been laughing, but I tell you what, some people might have gone to hell scientifically right, but they were wrong. The things of God were clear and came to pass. Others might have said, Noah, it's impossible. Your theology is not right. Don't you understand? God is a God of love. How will God, who created everything, destroy? Why? What's the point of it? But I tell you, God said, and what he said, it came to pass. Some people might have theologically wrong or been wrong and going to hell and went to hell. Noah, you are psychologically wrong. That's what he might have said. No, no, no way people would come in this big box. Is there air conditioning in there as well? Do you think people would come? And Noah might have said, God said to me, and I do everything what God has done. I mean, Noah, you should do something that attracts people to come into the ark. But Noah said, God said, and I do as God has said it. Now, we see here, people would say, well, the things God is, is saying that the world is full, full of violence, and we know violence is not funny, and immorality, now you have to understand, psychologists have said, every person has the right to live as he is. And we have to accept everyone. Everyone, doesn't matter whether it's moral or immoral, that's just a, a thing of you, Noah, or of the Bible. The Bible speaks clearly about it that judgment will come upon all violence and upon all immoral ways. And we see here clearly, 
People might say immorality is relative. So some people call this moral, others call this immoral. What is morality? The Bible has standards. And the Bible says very clear about these things. Now, Noah, your message about the judgment is not timely. We are living in a time where we have human rights and everybody can live the way he wants live or to live. And the message of the cross seems to be untimely too. People don't believe in God. And we saw it recently, very interestingly, and that's what God does. I don't know the name of this man, but if you watch the news on Channel 9, I think it was, there was one man, and he was in the 80s, and he stood in front of a huge firewall. There was no way to escape. And he prayed, although he was an atheist, he prayed, God, send this fire away or somehow like that. And in his prayer, he hardly ended his prayer. The wind changed and the fire was driven the different direction. Of course, the media didn't went after this and said, well, we want to hear it again. No. It was said and that's it. And of course, they are suppressing the truth. And this man said, now I believe in God. Ellen and I, we have prayed for this man already that he might find a good church where the word of God is going to be preached. Hallelujah. Now, these are things we see as well. Even in judgment, God is merciful as this man has experienced it. Now, what does the cross have to do with Noah's ark? Now, the cross is not just a cruel story of Jesus, how Jesus died and suffered. And I tell you what, you can watch as many times as you want Mel Gibson's portrait the most horrible death of Jesus on the cross in his movie, The Passion. I haven't looked at it. I don't need Mel Gibson to tell me how Jesus suffered. I read it in the Bible. Amen? Can you say amen for that? Hallelujah. I, about 10 years ago, we had some Chinese young men working in our business. And I took them to church. It was uh, here in Bayswater somewhere. And they didn't understand very much of, our, of English. But one of the guys, John was his name, he had a uh, Chinese Bible. And while it was preaching, he read the story of Jesus suffering on the cross. And then at the end, after the service, he came to me and said, Jesus 
is good. The book, the Bible is better than Mao's book. He was so done in his heart by the story of Jesus, how he sacrificed his life for us. That got a hole in his life. People are blind fools. The Bible says very clearly in Psalm 14, verse 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. Now what is God's answer? And we read further, they are corrupt. They have committed abominable deeds. There is no one who does good. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Now listen, very important. What is the basis of the fool who said there is no God? Has he observed God? No. It was just something in his heart. He said in his heart, there is no God. Why? Because he's a fool. And fools go into the trap and fall into a trap. A blind fool doesn't see any danger. Doesn't see any danger. Now the ark on the cross, a God's method, the ark was the method of salvation then. And whoever believed, he came into the ark and was saved. It were only eight people. There was Noah and his family, his three sons, his wife, and the wives of his three sons. And we see here, people would have said, Noah, it's boring. Who wants to go in this box and sit there if there's 25 or 30 degrees uh, heat or so? Who wants to go in there? You have to change the method. Jonah you have to make a disco out of it. Get some people who make music and you will say young people will come and follow into the ark. Noah said, no, God hasn't told me that. God said, build the ark. In dimension everything, you can check it up. And it was everything built the way God wanted it. Now we see here in Australia, we had many, many droughts. We had floods. And also we had locusts. Swarms of locusts came and flooded that area, especially in Queensland, I. We were driving to Queensland and all of a sudden the heaven got dark like a cloud full of locusts. And they came down and down. Now these locusts are also a method of God of judgment. And we see very clearly. Now all these we had, and now this fire we have in Australia. I must say, isn't that a a sign God wants to speak to us. God wants to speak to Australia. Australia needs Jesus. 
And these things we see in these days are a warning for everyone. Now we see Noah, he said, everybody who would come into the ark, he is welcome. And we must preach the word of God. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Now we know the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ is being thought of a foolishness. But to us who believe it is salvation, and that's wonderful. And that's why the Apostle Paul is encouraging young Timothy, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and in instruction. For the time, and that's what said, uh, Paul said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound teaching or doctrines, but wanted to even tickle their ears and accumulate for themselves teachers in according to their own devices. We say, see very clearly, that was Paul saying to young Timothy, preach the word in season and out of season because the time is going to come. People don't want to hear the word of God. Now we experience always, last time I was with our mission team or evangelistic team in a city and there was a man very strongly withstanding what our dear brother preached. Very strongly. And I must say, we have to preach the word of God in season and out of season. The Bible says clearly in chapter 7, verse 11b, it says there, On the same day, all the fountains of the great depth burst open and the floodgates of the sky were opened. As the flood came, now people say, well, where should all the water have come? Because it was not just a local flood, it was a global flood. The whole earth was underwater. And... The Bible says here that even the earth broke open and water came out of the earth. Where did the water come from? Remember in the Bible when God created heaven and earth and the earth was in water. There was water from the original uh, creation of the earth. And this water burst up. And when people saw Noah is right because he believed the word of God, of course, when they saw the flood coming, when they saw 
rain coming, where scientists said, no, no, there will be no rain. We never ever had rain. But there was rain. And they might have come and said, Noah, open. But one thing we read, God himself, he closed the door and shut the door. If we go further on, then we see Noah was now safe in the ark. Nobody could come in and Noah couldn't fall out of the ark. He was safe. Now when I watched this, I got reminded when the Navy came and picked up the people from Malakuta, somebody said, this ship is our ark. It was so. But if they would have known there is an ark far, far greater and far for more uh, valid than this, and that's, that is the cross. Now we see the cross of Jesus is the saving place for everyone. Now what was the difference? People who drowned in the flood, animals drowned in the flood. There was only a few centimeters of timber between, between Noah and his family and the one who got judged. There was only a few centimeters. I don't know how big these planks were. I could mention perhaps five, six centimeters. I don't know. But there was only a few centimeters of timber between them and between Noah's family. Now we see what is the difference believing in Jesus Christ or not. It's the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Hallelujah. And we sing this song, The Old rugged cross. Does it remind you it was of timber? What separated Noah's and family, his family from the drowned people? Only a few centimeters of timber. This cross, this timber on which Jesus died is so powerful that even the sinner who is the vilest sinner, could be saved. Amazing grace, we sang it. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Noah was now saved in every direction. This act when Noah was in the ark was final. Noah never ever could fall out God locked the door. And I tell you, if God locks the door, and if God takes away and shuts off an opportunity, it is shut. There will be no way anymore. No church, not even this church, could save anyone if the time of salvation is past. We read it very clearly. Jesus spoke about in chapter 25, you know, the 
ten virgins. You know, the five virgins were fool and said, well, no, no, oh, we, we need also a little bit of oil. They passed the time and they said, well, we will go also to the wedding feast. They knocked at the door and what do we read there? And the door was shut. Think about this. Never, ever, ever getting any opportunity. That's why we must take the opportunity when she is there, when the door is open, go in. And in the ark, God was there as well. If you read it in the King James Bible, I think chapter 7, verse, uh, what is it again? Yeah, verse 1. We read it there. And God said to Noah, come in. He didn't say, go in. That's how the King James says it. Come in. What does it say to you? Who was first in the ark? God said, come in. And that's a wonderful thing. That's the presence or in the presence of God. Now the closing of the door was for Noah the safe and his security in his life. And the cross is for everybody still there. Jesus died on the cross for our sin. Now that's what the Bible speaks about in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13. In him you also after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. Now the door was sealed. God was in the ark. Noah and his family was in the ark. And all the animals who came and God sent to come. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the apostle Paul says this very clearly. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes to the Jews first and also to the Greek. Isaac Watts, a man from the 17th century in England, he wrote a wonderful song. And the song goes this way. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, my richest gain I count for loss and poor contempt on all my pride. He understood something what the cross of Jesus Christ meant. There's salvation only in the cross. The cross is the timely message for today, for sinners who repent. 
That's so important to understand. I said it a few Sundays ago, ago. We sometimes say God hates the sin, but he loves the sinner. Now I have a question for you. Who goes to hell? Who goes to hell? The unrepented sinner. Not sin. Not sin. Of course, God loves the sinner, and that's why he should repent of his sin and come to the cross and could say, once I was lost, but now I'm found. I'm, I was blind, and now I see. Can you see? Can you see? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word also this morning. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the gospel of Jesus Christ, your gospel, is salvation for everyone who comes to you. Lord, I thank you and I pray, let this word rest in our hearts, in everyone, O oh Lord Jesus, that the cross is our salvation. I thank you and I bless your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. So I wish you a blessed day today and also a blessed new year. And as we come together in all the following Sundays, may the Lord give us grace that we follow him without any compromise. Let's pray also, Lord, uh, brothers and sisters, for this fire, that rain might come upon them. I'm so glad God answered our prayers. And you might have been praying as well for rain. It has come. And may people who went through these devastations understand God has brought us through and give him the glory. Amen.